Boo-boo-doo-ba-doo. Hey, boo-boo. Let's get some picnic baskets. I don't know, Yogi. I can't do a boo-boo voice. I told you to practice, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Hey, Chad. Hey, Cameron. I am feeling better this week. That's good. Yeah, um, I guess listeners at home don't know. We try to be really consistent with our episodes. Like, we've missed only a handful of weeks. Ow. Sorry, got my back here. There we go. Uh, but we, 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 we try. We try. Yeah. And I've been beat. I've been, I think, a lot of, like, low-energy uh, moods lately. I don't know, last couple episodes, I feel like I'm not bringing my best. So, uh, Chad and I were like, hey, let's take vacation. So, we flew out to Bermuda, and I have been feeling so much better since, like, the day we landed. Yeah, and we only passed a couple of weird anomalies, too, when we were flying there. Like... This giant face appeared in the water and gave us a wink, but then it went back down. It's like, you know, I think I'm going to take that as a good sign. So, oh, I oh no, I ruined the improv bit. You did? So I, I forgot the Bermuda Triangle was like a pop culture thing. Yeah. Is that not where we were going? No. So oh. I just wanted to pick a pleasant island <laughs> that we would take a vacation to. And I was going to turn this into a joke where I implied that we uh, we played today's playlist on Bluetooth speakers in the flight. And the stewardess thought it was pretty baller AF. And so she allowed it. Oh. And I just yeah, realized, oh, we would, I set up a paranormal adventure. <laughs> we, we, you you could have steered into that skit, I think. I I could have, but I was really proud of my stewardess story joke I had set up. And it's like, well, why we do I waste plane, time? Though. Why didn't I? Why didn't I just steer into it? That's not how improv works. Why did I do it wrong? <laughs> the like the second time I try to play along, it's my so, fault. Okay, so in reality, we're doing a dry April, as we're yeah. uh, want to do. But I I feel like sometimes when I'm more sober, I act more drunk. Because <laughs> I have the dumbest thoughts. Yay! And I'm the least focused. So I, um, I apologize for the worst opening we've done on the show in a year. This fine. I'm smiling. I'm laughing. It's all that matters. We don't have listeners. Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi, Heather. And Alex and Richard. Richard, why don't you write in? I'm not sure Richard's alive anymore. So Heather can be the new Richard. Okay, well... Someone needs to get a Ouija board because I miss the one time Richard wrote in and that was this great event. We were really happy as a podcast because it made it like we made it. We had our fan. We named our fans. And then what he went and died, apparently. I don't know. That's really inconvenient to me. Is there like a Ouija board to text program that would like document what it's doing? You just like leave it running in the middle of the night. It's like, just do whatever. We should make one of those. I'm going to count off letters for you. That's our million dollar idea, Cameron. We could do it. I, could we? Because I feel like that's a copyrighted thing. What if we call it a uh, Luigi board? Oh, actually, you're right. If we just made like a spirit board to text machine. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We can do that. 
or a squeegee board. Try to think of other words that rhyme with squeegee, and I'm coming up really blank. Rhyme you remember that zone. guy that used to do those like uh, Kirby comics? Oh yeah. And it was uh, Brawl in the Family. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I really like his sense of humor, and I like the cute characters that he would draw. But it's like when he stopped doing that comic, it's like he stopped being funny. And all he does is Waluigi jokes where he says wah a lot. Oh, no. Like every time it comes up, like, oh, did you see a new thing from that guy? And it's just like Waluigi singing a Christmas carol. And it's just him going like, you know, wah night instead of silent night. And it's not funny. I feel like that and, would be funny if you made it into like a YouTube video and you could do a really authentic uh, Waluigi voice and you actually like put a lot of effort into it. it I think he, what he did. It, my point is um, he did a thing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he, he, he did a, a Waluigi board. And, oh, he did. And all the letters were just wah. And I feel like that's funny because you can look at it, get the joke, and move on. It didn't take three minutes of your time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did a quick search, and I found it's a wa capella of For the Longest Time. And then I found One Day More from La Miserables. And I don't like either of these. Oh, he also did Africa, and I hate... Um, I really hate the song Africa, so hearing Waluigi sing it doesn't become appealing to me. Huh. But it's his one joke. Yeah, this is... Like, I think um... he does other things, but these are the only ones that get clicks. So he keeps doing it. And I, I hate just... I hate sounding like a hipster and complaining about the normies, but it's like, stop clicking on this, please. I definitely don't like it. You know, you're allowed to like whatever you want. I don't know why I said that. I've, no, I've I just, been, I mean, it's it's kind I, of obnoxious. It's a little obnoxious. <laughs> so it, it, uh, it gets on my nerves for completely unwarranted reasons. Like the one day, the one more day, one day more is like the full song. Like this joke is not funny 20 seconds in. You did three minutes and 28. That's too much. Yeah. And see, I, I, I've been talking about this with my, uh, I have a YouTube channel. Yeah, And it's like, sometimes I'll come up with a joke, but it's like, boy, I think this joke is funny, but it's also three minutes of sitting through the one punchline. I should trim it down to five seconds. Yeah. And it's like, boy, it's just not the same, but it's also a lot funnier. Yeah, uh, to boy. me, like, my favorite How videos of yours are like, when you when you cram something into like 30 seconds, it's usually pretty good. And that's not to well, say you're bad at I jokes. Did. It's just no, like, I know what you mean. You know, that's the format. I feel like I did one video that people liked. That one you did the arcane bop, one? Bop, bop, bop. Uh yeah, so the arcane one is a minute thirty. But there's also footage of like a time lapse of painting. Yeah. Uh I think people like the game review one. And I think the joke there is that it's like a minute and a half of the intro. Yeah. And it's just like me in a bedroom, like with a really crap mic going like, oh, this is this game is good. You should buy it. 
That one was funny. That reminded but me of Mega also 64. Like, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I I think we might have talked about that, but that was like directly inspired by Meg 64 style video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and someone was telling me, "Oh, you should do more of those." And it's like, "No, the the joke is done." <laughs> like I I might do other game reviews, but they'll be completely different. They'll sure. also probably review actual games maybe. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to feel it out. I make myself laugh. Good. That's all that really yeah. matters some days, you know. Yeah, I should do another one soon. I haven't done it enough. God, I wish I had a. I wish I remember. I I thought of something extremely stupid today, and I cannot remember what it was. But it was making me laugh, and I almost said it out loud. But I knew nobody would think it was funny, and now it's gone. And so that's what happens when you don't say it out loud. Everybody, you you should uh, no filter, no filter ever, especially when you're talking to HR. Get rid of that fucking filter. Listen to me. Man, at my L job, I had to quit because the uh, director of my department was, like, stressing me out so much it was having a negative effect on my health. And uh, HR has, like, an exit survey when you quit. And I did nothing but say positive things because all the questions were framed in a way where it's like, well, yeah, I don't have anything to complain about here. And I realized my entire exit review was like, I rate this company five stars. And there's a blank spot at the bottom. It's like, do you have any additional comments? And I filled up the space with my thought out complaints about this director. And I wrote like beneath the space because I needed one more line to finish a thought. Ha. Huh. And um, what's the word? My coworker who quit a week after I did said that he did the same thing. And the... It's it's been three years, and I've been informed that uh, like twelve people have quit under her direction. Wow! Like it's just a revolving door with this person, and I kind of wonder like, is there an HR department? Like, does anyone noting that maybe something should change structurally? I don't know. Technically, not your problem anymore, but it's one of those things you think about. Yeah, it's one of those things I think about. I mostly, I still have friends that work there, so it's like we kind of just talk about stuff. But, well, like uh, um, we were mentioning last week, but it's like there's people that would just come to my office because I was their therapist. Mm-hmm. And that so never a happens couple of for them, me. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a weird Cameron thing. Uh, but a couple of them, like they still text me, like with gossip and stuff going on at this oh, company yeah. that I haven't been at for three years. Because it's like they don't have anyone else they can confide in. It, and it's just, I find that sad too. I want to find Basically, someone I that... pity my friends. Huh. I was going to make a bad joke and now I don't feel like making it. No, the filter's off. That's okay. Instead of confiding in someone, I want to confide them. Let's let's find people we don't like and then we'll, we'll, we'll be like, I hear my feelings as we slug them in the face. Dude, that's not a bad idea. You should do like a self-help video. Yeah, it's like it's oh man, it's like Fight Club but actual therapy and actual fighting. Yeah, take that Fight Club. I never saw Fight Club. Was the whole club imaginary or was it just him? No, the no, the club was real. Okay. I think it's been a while since I've seen that movie. Was that a book first or was that just a movie? Yes. That was by the Palinuk guy. Uh, what the hell is his name? He wrote um, 
Chuck Palahniuk. He wrote some really weird shit. You probably saw passages of one of his books on 4chan because that's where I read passages from some of his books. And it was one of those like, this is the grossest thing ever. Can you read this and not puke? And it had to do with uh, a kid trying to jerk off at the bottom of a pool. And he sat above the vent and then like the vent sucked his small intestine out of his butt. It was kind of stupid. I, I don't know why people were freaking out over that. We're complaining about normies a lot tonight. I don't want to complain about. I am. I am kind of a normie, so I'm not trying to complain about normies. I think that book was no, called Choke. By I the way, I think that's going to be the theme of this episode because we're about to get into a grindcore playlist. Yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, do you think this is not good music? Well, okay, I, I have I have mixed opinions on grindcore, but um, I when we when we first approached this, so my preamble here is we were going to talk about clowncore. Uh, which I knew two of their songs, and I was like, oh, Clowncore's a grindcore band, but it's just kind of funny with a weird aesthetic. Well, I'll make a playlist, and we'll talk about that. And then I listened to all of Clowncore's discography in, like, a night, because it's, like, maybe an hour and a half's worth of music of that. And it's like, oh, they're actually more of, like, an industrial band with grindcore elements. Now, some of the, 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 the classification stuff doesn't really matter. I don't actually want to get into arguments about what is what genre, because some of the music on this playlist you could argue is not quite grindcore or is influenced by or it's in a different subgenre. That's not really important to me. It's sort of like this reminds me of this genre name. Whether I like it or not is somewhat irrelevant. Um, I don't like every song that's included on this playlist and we can get to some of those too. Like, But for the most part, like The Berserker, I actually really like their first album. Um, the Anal Nathrak song at the end, I fucking love that album. Like, a lot. I listen to that a ton. That album is awesome. Uh, Methwitch. I enjoy Methwitch in small doses. We, we'll get to them as we go through. So, I mean, is it good music? Some of it is. Uh, some of it's not. Most of it is just really, really abrasive. And, you know, not everybody's into that. Now, I enjoy this somewhat. I think I do like industrial music. Uh, I want to say, though, like, you, you curated this playlist... And if anybody missed it last week, it's in the description here, too. But I listened to the playlist, and when it ended, I was in disbelief that it was over already. Because it's like, yeah, it's oh, like well, where's the rest of it? Because it's like, I was just kind of enjoying it, and I, I wasn't paying close enough attention to like each track. It was just kind of like, I got lost in it, and it's like, well, this is really good driving music. I, I like this. And it just the music stopped. And I was like, oh. And so I listened to it again, like, immediately. So I think maybe I like industrial. Like maybe I found a genre that doesn't repulse me. Well, okay. So most of this, um, after Clowncore, most of this is just straight grindcore or like really adjacent to. I've seen the Maybe I like grindcore. (laughs) Like you said, the genres are goofy. Labels and stuff are are like, they have some gray areas and stuff. Um, Like... I, I would consider, like, I think the Berserker is grindcore. I've seen them called industrial death metal. I've seen them called a couple other genres. Like I said, I don't think it matters that much. They do have a decent-sized discography, I think three or four albums. Uh, their first album is the only one I've listened to from start to finish, and I like it, save two songs near the end, which are so weirdly loud and annoying that you'd have to just skip them. Like, they're made to be unpleasant to listen to. They're not. They're not music. They're like noises and this is their experimental section of the album i don't know if they're the only band that does that in this genre i'm guessing not but it's something to you know if you if you go listen to their self-titled album 
There's probably two songs near the end you should skip. But do you want to just maybe start at the beginning then? Yeah, let's start with uh, let's start with Clowncore because they kicked it off, and I was really, I really enjoyed listening to Clowncore. Um, just their entire show. I tried to include songs from multiple albums on this just so I we got like a good feel for them as a as a group. Uh, but I would say if anybody's curious, go give them a listen. A lot of their stuff is really instrumental. It's atmospheric. It's weird, but it's weird in very like controlled ways. Um. One of the big things for me for, for this genre of music is I, it has a lot of it's the drumming, like the crazy blast beats over and over and the, the some of the tempo switches, uh, but then like a dissonance to it where like the music is just, it's kind of unpleasant. There's this weird disconnect from what you're listening to where like, okay, I get this is a song, but it feels like it's on the threshold of being a song and it could just drop into pure noise. And I think this band does that really well while also throwing in moments of like I guess bliss like there's saxophone solos and uh just moments that are really pleasant right or 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 nice and atmospheric so they may be creepy but they're not like un- they're not difficult to listen to um so like flat earth and computers I think are a little more on like the 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 grind side they're a little more of they're like hey this is kind of what got them known right is their goofy videos and stuff like that and there's more vocals to them but then you move on to the other songs and like the soundscape is just consistently really weird. You got two people on uh, on keyboards and one guy's playing um, a sax, one guy's on the drums. And so there's no like traditional guitar in here at all, which is where you get that industrial thing. But they, they go they go on journeys. These songs do well are being really fairly short. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting dichotomy, too, because. They really are journeys. I really like... Uh, uh, if anyone out there wants to listen to more Clowncore, make sure you just listen to an album from beginning to end. Because I feel like there's artistic intent to how the tracks are placed out. Even the like the stinky ones that are in between. I feel like they're there for a reason. And it's kind of just weird and noise for the sake of being noise. But it's also clearly artistic. Yeah, they're like... Which is commendable. They're like this high class shit post, right? Like there, there's a very, there's this element of they're definitely not taking themselves too seriously in their image and the names of their songs, in the locales they're filming in, you know. But at the same time, there's clearly a lot of uh, a lot of thought, a lot of skill involved. I, I mean, they're amazing players. Their drummer is crazy, and so you have that like mix of like, what if we did something really stupid but exceptionally well? And I think that like, this group encompasses that. And I'm always for that because it just amazes me what people will put their effort into, even if it is like a silly idea. Also, I think it's funny if you listen to uh, Flat Earth on YouTube, you get a little disclaimer explaining what Flat Earth Theory is. And I'll link to a Wikipedia article. Oh, yeah. I think one of the things, too, that I like about this band, and, and we'll get into this again later on but they're like combining fairly unlike elements right like they're like actual jazz influences and the way he's playing a saxophone and then you throw those in with the industrial stuff and then with the uh the heavy metal drumming and you have these three pretty unlike things that are stuck together and it creates a soundscape that is extremely unique and i really like that and this this idea that hey we really should be when we're making music 
other genres we like. Or even maybe genres we don't like, but maybe they have something there that you, you enjoy. I'm not saying like, hey, you should add pop elements to your song, but you probably should add some pop elements to your song because by nature, we like hooky music that we can remember. Like when Whitechapel went more mainstream, like they got way better in my opinion. And I might be in a minority there, but having actual song structure can be nice. Now, most of these songs don't have real song structure, but that's also because they're a minute and a half long. Point is, I really like don't be afraid their to music experiment. video for computers. Oh, yeah, um, where they're just driving. They got this thing going. It's like there's lyrics <laughs> and a little bouncing head so you can sing along, but it's going by like impossibly fast, and the sound is just like a guy shrieking into a vocoder. And it's just... Uh, like there, there is a sense of humor to it, but like you said, like taking these elements of different songs and then combining them haphazardly, <laughs> it just lands elegantly in a way it shouldn't. I don't know how to put it. Yeah, because like he's clearly doing something with that microphone, but there's so much filtering and so much digital stuff over that, or it just sounds like another synth, which is cool. Yeah, it, and it's a cool sound. But it's just really funny to imply that it's like, oh, these lyrics are really important. This is the the message of the song. And you can't make sense of it. And then he does this like crazy like fry scrape and the lyrics are VR porn, but he's just like making one single noise. Like there's clearly no words in there, which is funny. Or to like stop on the word like 3G. Like there's like sentences streaming by, but then it's just 3G for no reason. And again, he's not actually saying that. It's just a shriek. It's very funny. It's a but really good shriek, I though. think it works. Like, I, I was listening to this driving home today, and it's like, you know, I, I just, I'll probably keep listening to this playlist. The funny thing about that shriek is that also, it's so pitched, it's so high up, and I don't know if there's any augmentation on there or not, but it's still, it sounds like a synth. Like, if you weren't watching that, I think you would probably assume he's hitting a weird button on his keyboard. Yeah, you wouldn't associate it with a vocal sound. And then it just slips into this, like, melodic jazz you could almost sleep to, except there's this, like, really nice drum accompaniment. Yeah. It carries a harshness. Yeah, I think that if the kick were at half speed, it would be really, really pleasant. Also, I like the end of the video where he's just, like, peeing blood on the side of a wall. Also, he crashes the car, and that's funny. Yeah. Uh, does that bring us to hell? Yeah. So I'm listening to this right now. This is one of those um, where, like, the drumming in this song is crazy when it picks up. But even when it doesn't pick up, it's still, like, really intricate. I have no idea what time signature this is in, but it doesn't feel like 4-4. Four, four. Now, Clowncore uh, did some work with Adult Swim. That checks out. And I think, yeah, it checks out. I think if anybody maybe hasn't recognized this yet, if you listen to the song Hell, you might uh, like close your eyes and you'll picture like white text on a black screen. And you go, oh, yeah. Like there's something marketable about it, but to, you know, certain tastes. I love... After the crazy burst of, like, abrasive noise, you get something that could be described as elevator music. Yeah. 
it really does turn into elevator music sometimes for no reason then I like the I like the honks with the, the drumming. I actually thought he was honking like a circus horn when I first heard this, which I thought was cool. I was like, oh, well, he's getting like they're actually getting like clown noises in their music. And it's like, oh, no, he's just playing the saxophone in probably a weird way. But that's cool, too, because it's I mean, that's the effect. Yeah. Functionally, the effect is still there. But it's also a testament to how good he is on the sax. Yeah. It's fucking groovy, too. Yeah. I, I seriously. I... It's a weird kind of sound, but I don't mind recommending it. Like, it's the kind of thing that if anybody out there was unsure if they would like this kind of noise stuff, it's like, no, 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 just just listen to Clowncore. Yeah. Like, tough through it, it's short, and you might recognize the value. Um. Then, So the final song from Clowncore is Circus, which is from, I believe, their first album. And this one he's actually playing a guitar in. I would say, musically, this is similar to the other stuff, but I don't think the uh, the composition is quite as refined. Like it, it's a little more, a little more raw, which fits what they're doing really well. I mean, I'm not, that's not like a, a knock against the song. Yeah, I think you can tell this is their earlier um, approach to the concept because it's maybe it, it. It's not that it's lacking the random element. But the others are more random. Yeah. They're random, though, in ways that are clearly not random. Like, it's one of those things. Yeah. It's just like, it, if I were to sit down and compose it, I wouldn't be able to time out, okay, now we would stop the drums and start the jazz solo, um, and then growl about diarrhea now. Like, I, I would yeah. never be able to recreate what they're doing. And this one yeah. almost feels like I could have recreated well, I, I really enjoyed my time with Clown Core. It was a fun little journey to go on. I think it was like a Friday night or a Saturday night where I was getting ready to put this together. And I was like, you know what? Let's just go through all of their music because there's like four, I think three albums and an EP. But like I said, like the songs are short. So you're looking at maybe an hour and tens worth of music. Like you can go through it all quite quickly. And it's each chunk of the music is, I think, different enough where you're not going to get bored, which is cool. Yeah, what was their one album, uh, like, one, two, three, four? Yeah. That's, like, the most melodic? Yeah, that one That one had almost, like, electronica elements in it, too. Like, it, it was it was a little more chill, uh, but still dissonant. Like, it still had that almost creepy, like, something weird or bad is about to happen vibe that I really associate with, you know, the grindcore genre. Yeah, I think that if you're not sure you actually want to listen to any of this... Maybe start with one, two, three, four, and work your way backwards. As weird as that might sound, I think that's fair. It's maybe their more accessible album. Let's see. I guess should we start the uh, the back half of this playlist? Yeah. So that brings us to Burnt. Is this by the Berserker? Yeah. And uh, this has a lot of industrial elements to it. Um, what are my notes on this? Oh shit, I wrote a lot. So I I like I like the guitar riffing in this. It reminds me of like old school death metal. Uh I like the industrial noises, which I think kinda acts as a nice bridge from from Clowncore. Like there's similarities, but this is clearly on the more uh obnoxious side of things. Um 
it's not as cleanly produced as is the clown core stuff, which is funny because that stuff's maybe not like the Christmas production either. But like this stuff's kind of muddy. Like I think that helps though. The and that's such a shitty thing to say, especially like when people talk about black metal. But there is a certain level of like the the mediocre production helps the music in in some cases. And I think with grindcore and with black metal and maybe slam like. I don't want like really crisp, nice sounding music from those genres. It should not sound like, you know, the production of Lil Nas X. Like it should be beat to shit. Like someone in their room drank too much coffee because that's what the music sounds like. And this has that. I think the one thing I don't like with this song is the, uh, the vocal sampling they did where there's like a guy talking calmly in like the second half of the song. Oh, I I can't quite make out what he's saying, but it's almost like instructions. <laughs> like it's like you know, you should proceed to the nearest exit, kind of a tone. Oh yeah, I'm on there now. Um I feel like that isn't as fun as the first half of the song. But it's like I could picture just throwing on a berserker album while I'm painting minis and just like leave it on the background and not pay attention to it and it would like complement the evening. Yeah. I will say um, another song off this album. I didn't include it on the playlist. I just wanted the one, but they have one called uh, February that is like closer, I think, to four minutes. But it's like it's really atmospheric and dissonant. It's it's almost pretty compared to the rest of the album. Like it's a really good break, like as far as progression goes. But on its own, I think it's a, a quite a good song. So for any listeners who want to know where to start with this band, but they're like, oh, that album's got a lot of tracks and it's scary looking. Listen to Burnt and then listen to February. And if you like those two, start from the top and keep going down. Uh, and if you don't like those two, hey, you tried something new and that's cool. Good you, good for you. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah, I'm trying February right now and I, I see what you mean, but it's really cool. Oh, and then real quick, I, I love the album art for this. This It's so, it's kind of shitty. Like this weird CG dragon made out of like metal and bolts and stuff like that. But it's such crap CG. And then it's cut out well, really it's crap poorly. CG and then also like like repurposed photographs too. Yeah. Um I was actually so thinking well. about the album art. It like the next time uh like if you ask me to do more album art, I might do something with photography and Photoshop instead of drawing it. That'd be cool. Cause this actually I kinda like what they're doing with it. And I feel like I could do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, there's a chunk in the middle where they where it's like got that driving beat, and then like there's the instructional thing, and it it gets a little monotonous. Like it it could be a couple bars shorter, maybe. But then like the drums get crazy, but, and yeah, they do. <laughs> it pays off. Yeah. So yeah, I I think I'm a fan of the Berserker. I might be poking through their backlog a bit. So should we move on to Napalm Death? Yeah, what's the story on Napalm Death? So Napalm Death, I, if I remember right, I was on Wiki a, a couple days ago, but they're like kind of one of the first or if not the first band in this genre. Like they kind of coined the term grindcore. So I wanted to include a song from them. I think this is off their first album. It's either their first or second, um, Divine Death. But basically because they're like a grandfather of the genre, right? Like they're very important and it would be weird to have a playlist of grindcore music without, without them. Um... 
I don't love this song. Uh, let's see. What are my what are my notes on here? So th- this was first released I can in see 1987. The like I can see the inspirations a lot of bands probably took from this. Like, oh, is this a direction I'd never heard before? Wow. Okay. Let me let me try that. I think part of me, uh, I I feel like I've heard this album on '90s sitcoms where the teenager is being rebellious and the dad <laughs> has to walk in and go, "What are you listening to?" It's like it's called sludge grime. You wouldn't get it, Dad. Like, well, in my day, we had music. School dad, doo Oh, Dad, and a life track. Like it's almost a a parody of itself of the the noise for the sake of noise approach. Yeah, not to be like negative about that. <laughs> like it's not a bad sound, but it's also just no. kind of constant noise. Yeah. The um, it's funny because I listened to the full album, or at least most of it. Uh, the full album is twenty eight tracks at under thirty five minutes. And so they, one of the things that they pioneered with the genre is like the micro song, where it's really like one idea taken to its logical conclusion, and then it's over, which I think is kind of cool. Um, I don't, I don't love it in practice, but in theory, I like, I appreciate the, I appreciate it. Um. When it comes to grindcore bands, I really like like uh, Methwitch and and All Rock. They're really doing more like long form songs, and so they're they're incorporating you know other elements and, and more normal song structure, which I prefer. Um, the last thing I want to say about uh, Napalm Death is I guess they're one of the they coined the term blast beat and are there's a lot of debate on who who was the first person to do a blast beat, which is that really really fast drumming. Um, that you hear in oh, basically okay. all modern metal, but once again, like they, it, there's such a there's such a historical piece of just extreme metal in general. Like I think almost every band I listen to now, you could trace influential roots back to Napalm Death for one way or another. You know, it's like the the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing, right? Where like someone was someone they liked was influenced by Napalm Death. I. I do think I can understand why, though. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because the the guitar tone to me re- really reminds me of like earlier thrash metal, which would make sense because of when they started. And so you can see like where they're building from, and like you know that you can you can really listen to the building blocks once you kind of know where they're rooted and what they did. Like it, it's it is cool. Um. I've recommended before, but you know that show not No Dogs in Space? Uh yeah, I believe you've mentioned that. L- listening to that show, it's really given me appreciation for like what goes into music. Like not just the genres themselves, but like the uh I know it's hard work, but sometimes hearing these stories, it's like, wow, it's really hard work. You know, there's like a more of a gravity to it. Yeah. And you know, I have a lot of respect for somebody that kind of uh, either intentionally or not rolls out a new genre. Like the idea that you could put out an album that's something no one's heard of before and then other people are going to listen to it and go, oh, I got to do this. Yeah. There's a lot of value to that. Absolutely. So mad respects. Next song is Inhale, Exhale by Nasum. Uh I wasn't going to include this song. And then I ended up doing it because I just kind of think the song's fucking good. What's well, also topical? Look at the album art. Yeah, it's, it's just like 
2020. Nineteen ninety-eight. One of the things that's fun about this song is it's it, lyrically it's really simple. Like he's basically just saying inhale, exhale over and over, which isn't musical on its own, but because it's so like forcefully chanted and just like repetitive, it becomes like it becomes the song's hook. Like I've I've had this song stuck in my head. We're just like inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. You know while you're walking around or whatever, and you're just like, what the fuck? How is this like hook? They made I really work. love the guitar on this one. It's groovy. This almost could have been on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. Yeah. I fucking love that riff. It's just like, it's got a lot of bounce, but it's like kind of brutal too. Like it hits that really nice middle ground. Yeah. No, the brutality is actually just, it complements it very nice. This has a very nice sound. But also, like some of these other ones, it's kind of this like short concept where they just sort of they do it, they did it, it's done. Yeah, and that's another one where I think that whole album is like anywhere from like thirty to thirty-two minutes. I didn't listen to the whole album; I just listened to this song. But probably worth a worth a go. Yeah, it might be. I I like the guitar. The drums are solid, but the like you said, the lyrics are like it's almost simple to the maximum effect. The, uh, the the chanting element of it. I like the the back half of the lyrics are you breathe to live, you breathe, you die. And it's so like middle school edgy, but within the context of the song, I think works really well. And it's just it just adds yeah. to the charm. No, it's it's a there's soul to this one. Yeah. I'm the squarest person in the world. So it's very funny that like I'm getting into punk and grindcore, and I like I correct my my button down shirt and my glasses. Go, oh yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll write a uh, let me let me light this cigar and unwind with a good book and reflect on this with the homies. With the homies, I'm very white, but this one also I I like it. Nasum, nasum, nasum. Nasum. What is it? I don't know. N-A-S-U-M. All right. Um, next song is Burn Victim by Methwitch. When I first heard of this band and I saw their name, I, I cracked up because I was like, that is an amazing name for a band. It's so it's so extreme. Um, I think actually, I liked this one less. Yeah. That makes sense. I so Methwitch is one of the like the grindcore bands I do like, um, or I like this album, but it is like, it's fucking unpleasant. Uh, Mark, my my vocal coach did a, a react to this one, and he talked about some of the the vocal technique in it, and like halfway through, he's like, "Y'all, this song is messing with me. I would not want to like listen to a lot of this unless I was in a bad place." And I feel like the only time I ever <laughs> listen to Methwitch is if I'm like fucking pissed or depressed because it's just like those two emotions distilled into extremely obnoxious dissonant music. I oh have you ever seen Demon Slayer? Have you seen that yet? Uh no. Uh do you plan on it? Probably not. So 
uh, there's a demon in one episode. I guess technically this is the movie, but if you read the manga, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, but there was a demon where, like, its ability was that it could put you to sleep, and then it knows how to traverse dreams. And the idea is it hires like it hires people to go into your your subconscious while you're sleeping, and go to like the core of like where your being is. And there's like a core piece of you, and if you if you destroy that, then that kills the person. So that way he can like kill people without having to actually fight him, right? Okay. And so like the whole movie was mostly about the characters being trapped in a dream state where it's like they're reliving their past or something. Um, but somewhere within the dream state, there's like a wall. And if the bad guy can find that wall, then they can step into the subconscious. And what was interesting was all the people involved in this had, like, very different subconsciouses. Like, it was funny because they all had different dreams. Um, but then when it gets to the subconsciouses, it's like the uh, the grunts who were supposed to be the assassins, like, all had trouble dealing with their subconsciouses more than their active dreams. And there's this one guy who is this, uh, like, really amazing fighter, and he's this amazing warrior, and... He's just driven by pure willpower, and he's just so focused and strong. And his dream was that he's, like, tormented by never earning his father's approval, and it's very sad. And the the girl that was supposed to assassinate him was like, well, that's very sad, but I'm going to go kill him. And she found the thing and crossed through the barrier, and his subconscious was all completely on fire. Like, there's no ground. It was just eternal flames. And it's like, what is wrong with this person? And she had this really hard time finding where his core was. And she found the core and she got near it. And while he's still asleep, his subconscious got up in the real world and like choked her out. Like out of reflex, like defended himself by grabbing her by the neck. And it's like, this is such a high concept anime thing. But it's like, I love exploring all these characters um, on this like deep psychological level. Because uh, then, like, the main character was the polar opposite, where he had to relive his family dying, but also part of his dream was what if his family didn't die, and he was just living, the fa- like, the life he could have. And it's just, like, the kind of thing that you don't want to wake up from. And then the assassin found his veil and crossed through to the subconscious, and it's the most beautiful ocean you've ever seen. And these nice spirits showed up, and they guided him to his core. Because they could sense that that's what the guy was looking for, and they just want to help. And uh, that touched the assassin so much that he broke down crying and couldn't kill him. Oh, wow. And it's like the exact opposite of the other guy uh, in such a way that it was also equally effective at defending himself while he was asleep. And it's like, man, I really like this anime. (laughs) It's like written pretty well. That sounds good. But my point is... Listening to uh, Burn Victim by Methwitch, uh, it reminded me of this concept. And it's like, I wonder like what my subconscious realm would look like. Because there's, there's definitely like a scale where I think yeah. I'm kind of mellow, but also like I cry a lot and think about suicide every day. So it's like, hmm. Might, mm-hmm. might, might be a little, mm-hmm. might be a little, little fire in there, huh? I don't know. It might be a lot of fudge because I, I love chocolate. 
The one of the cool things about Methwitch before we move on is this is a solo project. I can't remember the guy's name, but it is like one guy that does literally everything. Oh, that makes me respect it a lot more. Right? Not that it isn't worth respecting in the first place, but that's like, oh, one guy's thing. I kind of dig that. I was like, I hope that guy's happy. Like, I want, I hope his dad hugs him every once in a while or something, because this is definitely some like fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Usually, if your dad doesn't hug you enough, uh, you don't have the drive to complete an album by yourself. But that's not always the case. Uh, Worm Rot is our next one, Deceased Occupation. Uh, this song was recommended to me by someone in my vocal group, and I was like, sure, why not? Um, I included this one partly. I, I think it's kind of, it's a groove. It's got a cool guitar sound. Um, the drums are extremely sloppy, but in a way that works really well. Like, nothing quite, it feels like in any moment the song could kind of just fall apart. Like, it's, it's loosely held together, um, for whatever that means. I, I don't know, but it's got a vibe. That's actually a good way to put it. Uh, this one didn't resonate with me quite the same. But it's it's worth saying all these songs. I'm not necessarily going to reach for the radio knob to change the channel, you know? Yeah. I, it's one of those things where I feel like like they, they really paid attention to the guitar composition in this. Um, more than some of the other songs I think we've listened to. Because it's just like... It's really driving, but it's got it's got some melody to it. It's got a great tone. I I I like the main riff that appears, and so I was like, "Well, this is this is kind of cool. I want to include this." It earns a spot on this playlist for sure. Definitely have less to say about that one though. Um, yeah, Sockweb is next. So I included this That's one. That's the album or the band. That's the band. The album is Werewolf. Okay. Uh, so the funny story behind this one is this is like a father-daughter music duo. Uh, the story goes that the the father who was in a, I want to say a metalcore band, was like, man, Grindcore sucks. No one's ever made a good Grindcore song. And one of his friends was like, well, then go do it. It's so, you know, if you think it's so easy and if you think you could, you know, if you're so high and mighty, then you go, you go do it. You make one. He's like, fine, I will. And he got his, his daughter involved to provide some of the vocals for it. And it became this kind of just family project, I guess. Um, his daughter was, I think, six or seven when they recorded it. It's uh, it exists in the extreme metal space then, but it's it's cute and it's not like is dark or twisted. It's not trying to be edgy. It's it's just like fun, but still kind of unpleasant. Still has that bit of dissonance to it. Like I don't know. It it it's neat. It, it is a, a a neat artifact of music. Uh, for that reason. You know, this reminds me of um, someone, oddly enough, today sent me a picture. Where in the world? Um, I, I found this program where you can do, like, custom models on Minecraft. There we go. And this guy redesigned the spider uh, oh. so that it actually has, like, spider legs and looks yeah. like a spider instead of just cubes. And what was funny was he put it up in the Discord and then got, like, multiple people saying, can you take that down and spoiler it for the people with arachnophobia, please? Because apparently it was actually, like, upsetting them. <laughs> oh, wow. And so it's like, 
photorealistic spider in Minecraft reminds me of this song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say musically, I do, I do like this song. It's got a breakdown in there. It's got yeah. a guitar solo, so like it, it has more structure than like it's one idea and then it's over. It, it's one of those things like with Clowncore, it goes on a bit of a, a musical journey, uh, which I think is cool. I think it is cool. Like that guitar solo is nice. Like just that. It is nice, but is it grindcore enough? Ha ha ha. Well, I'm glad you asked because. Well, no, really, I I can't tell. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, Pig Destroyer is next. I included this band because they're like a really well-known band within this genre. Um, it's one of those. This is the first time I had ever listened to them, but I have heard their name a lot. It's another one of those like they're influential. They've been around forever. People like them. Um, I listened to Head Cage, which is I think their newest album. Just, just start with, and I pick something off of that. Sorry, I'm kind of just listening to it again. Uh, what was that term for the drums where they go really, 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 really fast? Blast beat. I love blast beat. I I in, I mostly I, in, I'm digging it. <laughs> yeah. You might like the the full album. I, I the full album has longer songs to it that I feel like overstay their welcome. I was a little less impressed with some of those, but the the shorter ones I think um really kind of do the genre proud, right? Where it's like really fast, really weird, kind of dissonant, extremely like you know high energy and and and, and unpleasant in a way. And then it's over, and you're like, Jesus, that was fucked up. What's coming up next? And you're just going on that ride again. You're like getting shocked with electricity or something. Whereas the longer songs don't quite have that like weird elegance to them. But there is a reason why this band has been around a long time and why they're really well respected and liked. I can see why they have their act together. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though, because this is like so well produced compared yeah. to like, where we started with Clowncore. It's hard to tell how much that adds or subtracts, isn't it? A little bit. I mean, I think there's something to both styles. Sure. Uh, but it is very interesting to listen to this one playlist because it's almost like halfway through this playlist, you need to change from your computer speakers to headphones. Yeah. And maybe adjust <laughs> the volume knob, too, because some of these songs are way louder than others. I like the amount of groove in all these, though. Yeah, but I'm I using that word lost a lot. In this one, though. Yeah. yeah, I just I had to pause it. I was I was uh, I was spacing out. Mm. So, um, the final song on this playlist is "An All Nathrock." Great art, though the world may perish. It is the longest song at almost five minutes. Uh, it is my favorite song on this list. I really like this band. I really like this album. I I've d- jumped into their older discography a little bit they've been around a long time they have like 10 albums uh i don't want to say they're all like this but they're all within this genre they're dissonant and weird uh somewhat unpleasant sometimes but then they have moments of really kind of beautiful songwriting and beautiful singing uh their vocalist is extremely talented really impressed with them but i i really like this song uh largely because of the chorus 
fucking owns so hard. Like, it's like crazy grindcore, and then it's almost like a power metal chorus uh, that's kind of uplifting lyrically, which is just so at odds with the rest of it, and it's really well-crafted. I'm a big fan. Yeah, this is composed so well. Earlier I said that I was kind of disappointed when the playlist ended. I think partially it's because it ended with this track, because it's just, it's so well done where I kind of like, oh, and where's it going to go next? Yeah. Like, I, I wanted to hear more. Like, I'll, I'll probably have to come back and revisit actually a lot of these albums. It's kind of funny. Um, I thought this would be a fun talk. I didn't expect to actually enjoy these all so much. Well, I'm glad you did. I think this one also strikes that line where there's the noise component, but there's also, like, deliberate... Like, like again, the vocals, where it's like a song... Yeah. And I think having a song in your song is important. So that certainly helps it <laughs> stand on its own. I, um, when this album came out, it was like in the running for my album of the year. And then I think Nightwish dropped an album that year. And I was like, oh shit, I guess they have to be second place because my loyalties are firmly in Camp Nightwish there. Uh, but this is <laughs> a fantastic, I think, 45 minutes worth of music. Um, he sings a decent amount in it too, which is good because he's a good singer, but it does, it, it provides a really nice grounding for some of that where you can just kind of like take a breath and be like, oh, this is nice. I love this chorus. It kind of makes you want to sing along. And then he jumps back into the fucked up stuff. You're like, oh, back on the roller coaster. Like, I love that, that journey that, that these songs can go on. Like, it's something that a lot of other music does not provide. And, and I think it's why I really like some of the extreme music where it just, it's just doing stuff that other genres, by their genre definition, cannot do. I'm trying to specifically listen to the drums on this, too. I, yeah, I really enjoy that. I've recognized I really enjoy when any song has a high tempo. Um, I tend to lean towards that stuff more than, like, somber slow songs. Sure. Uh, but this like added drumming to the tempo of the song. It's like, oh, this is really, <laughs> this is cool. I want to see like the audio files, um, and all the little lines because there'd be oh, a yeah. lot of lines. One of the funny things about this band, um, because so my vocal Discord I'm in, uh, Alex, who is one of the community ma- the community manager, I guess, so he helps run it. Uh, his ba- favorite band is an Alnuth Rock, and we did kind of a listening party. We got a bunch of people together, and he was picking, like, a song from every album and going through them. And for a group of people that are into a really extreme metal, listening to a lot of death metal and deathcore and metalcore, like, a lot of them did not like this band because they were like, this is unpleasant I, in a bad way. I don't I don't understand why you like this. And then me and Alex are just, like, fucking vibing. Like, man, this music is filthy. What is What is up with this? And... But it's doing such interesting stuff. So I, I'm not super familiar with their entire discography. I've listened to, to snapshots of it. But I do like all of it. I, I mean, this is a, a, a fantastic band. They've been around quite a while. And they have some they have some really out there songs. That you're just like, well, that, that was a fucking bad mood. But here we are. And then they have songs like this, though, where you're just like, shit, that was kind of pretty. Where'd that come from? Yeah, I think pretty is actually a good way to describe it. But, you know, pretty in that dirty way. 
Yeah. But that sure. is that is the playlist. Um, ah, nothing really. I guess like the, you know, I don't consider myself an expert in the genre. I don't even know if I totally like the genre a lot of the time. Like I like certain bands in it, certain songs within it. So this this wasn't meant to be like a history lesson or anything. This was just a, I think a fun musical journey. I thought we could go on, and I enjoyed putting the list together. I'm glad you enjoyed listening to it. Um, if any like grindcore snobs find this, like I'm sorry, but also find something more interesting to be a snob in because. What the fuck? This genre's stupid. Like, get over yourselves. Yeah, you know, I, I sometimes wonder, like, it's fun to talk about music with you, but I'm certain if anyone out there knows music, I'm the most, like, cringy person they've heard in a while. Because I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm learning. I know just enough to be really, really wrong in really annoying ways. And I acknowledge that. That's fun, too. Uh, oh, that, that, that was the last song on the album. Oh, this is a fun playlist. I guess, uh, you got a, you got a glad space. Yeah. You happy about anything? We're going to wrap up. Not especially. Oh, uh. okay. So, uh, last week I talked about Lego. Yes. Uh, this week the Lego star Wars game came out. I've been watching like cutscenes, and it looks really cute. Nice. Uh, there was a scene that made me laugh out loud. I, you know what? I'm gonna have to look for it. Do you want to go first, or I guess second now? Um, sure. I, okay. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let everybody in on a secret. So uh, Cameron, have you heard of this thing called Disney Plus? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, my my family, we we resubscribed to that. Uh, because we've been meaning to rewatch a bunch of Disney movies since we had our last conversation about Disney movies where we did the the music. And we've been getting, I think, our, our, our money's worth out of that. We've watched a handful of Disney movies, started with uh, the new ones, so Turning Red and Encanto, which I really like both of those. But then we decided to start over, and we've gone through uh, Snow White, or, uh, yeah, I think it was Snow White, and then uh, Pinocchio. And so we're trying to watch them like kind of in release order. And oh, that's okay, just been, that's like, fun. Yeah, it's just been really fun, like, going back. And, like, I haven't seen Snow White or Pinocchio in well over 20 years, right? Other than, well, now it's been well over two weeks. But uh, that was that was a fun trip to return to. And, and to, like, look at these movies with, you know, the eyes of an adult, uh, with my appreciation for animation that has, you know, that I, I understand, like, the amount of work that went into this and the whimsy and it. Good God, the people at Disney really like animating animals. But I've had a lot of fun doing that, and this weekend we'll we'll grab another movie. I think uh, Peter Pan might be next, which will be fun. Yeah, that actually sounds like a really fun exercise to uh, kind of go through their filmography a bit. I'm I'm really excited to get to the movies that like Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Ariel or uh, The Little Mermaid. But it's it's kind of cool seeing these. I don't know if like Pinocchio is a deeper cut, but I also haven't seen that movie in so long that I didn't remember like huge fucking chunks of it. Like when he gets eaten by a whale, turns out that happens kind of important. Oh, what was that one? Um, Dumbo. Did you see the live action Dumbo? I did not. So what was weird with that movie is there's not that much in the original movie. 
So they end up like doing two different Dumbo movies where it's like halfway through the film, it's like they've covered the whole cartoon and they have to introduce a new character and a whole story arc. And most people didn't even catch that because they have such a vague memory of the original that they just, oh, I don't remember that guy, whatever. And I thought that was very funny. <laughs> yeah. I I almost want to skip Dumbo. Like, I don't I don't think you could make me give a shit about Dumbo. But I'm also like, well, I should probably watch it. I don't it know because... that I could recommend it. Yeah. But that's a lot of fun. Okay, here, I found the Lego at this timestamp where Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan are fighting Darth Maul. It's thinking, there it goes. Ha! Ha 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 ha! That was cute. It's it's actually funnier than I thought it would be. Because I feel like a lot of these jokes <laughs> have maybe been touched on before. But you're laughing out loud at the Lego game. Oh my god! I didn't this expect looks to laugh awesome. out loud. I, I I did more than once. Uh, do you remember that scene where uh, they had to ask the Gungans for help, and so Queen Amidala is there, but then like. She's got her body double, and so she stands up and, like, in front of her body double says, no, I'm the real Queen Amidala for, like, no reason. Yeah. And so when they do that in the Lego game, it turns into I am Spartacus, where, like, other people start standing up and saying, I am Queen Amidala. <laughs> no, I am Queen Amidala. For no reason. But then, like, one of the characters is, like, a dwarf from Lord of the Rings with a big beard. And then it's, like, a Rodian. It's, like, Ituwakananga. And it and it's just like what's going on? Like they don't care about the story at all in the best way. Uh, so that's been fun to follow. Is this just like the CGI stuff? Is this ten hours uh, long? What do you mean? This video? Uh no, that's the that's the whole game. At least the story of the game. I think there's like open world side quests to do. Oh okay. Yeah, this is like um, really cleverly written. This is really funny. I'm thinking of skimming ahead to see how they do the sequels because like I, I was not super fond of rise of Skywalker, sure. but I feel like there's room to like fit in funny jokes. So I'm half curious, like do they, do they make self-aware jokes that the plot's a mess or do they just try really hard to keep Disney happy? You know what I mean? Oh God. I love how Jar Jar runs. Also the name of this quest is better call mall. Which is funny. Yeah, there's a lot of very random jokes sometimes. I've only seen like episode one stuff so far. Like I was watching a streamer play it, uh, and it's like, oh, this is actually kind of charming. I, I might, I might keep this on my wish list for a bit. Yeah. But that's all I got. Yeah. No, this is a good find. This looks really cool. Look at us normies like in the new Lego game. The Star Wars. The Star Wars Lego game. Yeah. Next week we're going to we're, we're going to talk about the new Marvel's uh, Moon Knight as well as a review of Song of the Hedgehog 2. So be, be sure to click that like button. Uh scroll over to the subscribe, ring that bell, punch the donkey, tap that square, <laughs> underline your eyes, <laughs> and drink your Ovaltine. Fuck yeah, Ovaltine! Catch us next week on Opinions Are Cheap. Bye, everybody!
stay hydrated, brush your teeth, tuck yourself into bed, fluff your pillow, count that sheep, <laughs>